वेलकम टू माई पॉडकास्ट बुक रीडर आई एम देव एंड वी आर रीडिंग बुक टेलमिया स्टोरी एडिटेड बाय रविंदर सिंह स्टोरी पेजेस फ्रॉम अ राइटर्स लाइफ रिटर्न बाय शमिता हर्ष इन द कोजी टाउन ऑफ देहरादून द कलर्स आर विविड द स्काई इज ब्लू इन द प्योरेस्ट फॉर्म ऑफ ह्यू एंड द Here is pollution free to a large extent. The community is knit closely in the tapestry of the society and the majority of the population shares a love of reading or writing. Amidst hordes of small town dwellers in the heart of valley surrounded by shivaliks I lived with my parents and sisters long before it all began. I had always been a dreamer. I think it had something to do with the place and the people too. It molded me into a vessel that could take the form of any thought that could contain any dream. Early on in my life, I learned that it is difficult to become a writer. Once you have gone through the ordeal of penning your thoughts, you do not realize that there is much that lies beyond that stage it is only half the journey it is necessary to understand what happens in a writer's life i always told myself i did not know that my curiosity would lead me one day to become the subject of my inequivocence i transformed into a writer it was a gradual process right from my school days i had had an inclination towards poetry and prose i devoured novels by the day even if my diet as a scrawny kid remained minimalistic i stayed active but my thoughts would often wander into space very different from the present time this space had become like a second home and i would drift back and forth from now to then from here to there i would jump time and again my family loved to travel and my parents made sure no vacations were spent home in idle musings of the infamous holiday homeworth so i discovered many hidden places in india and while i was at it i developed a habit of keeping a journal the journal would store the feelings of a teenager the rebellious kind of secrets that i would not want to share with anyone i would write and look away my feelings away from the reach of my family or friends it was part of me that i did not want to share did not want to scrutinized by anyone over time i developed a habit of spinning stories and while i would be at it i would be transported to the world which i was writing about where the sounds were the only music i wanted to hear where the visions were only the dreams that i wanted to see in these stories i began to paint my words on a canvas that had every shade splashed across its length and breadth at the age of 12 I finished the first draft of what would later become my first book. 
had forced all my friends to write with me but they were not half as crazy one afternoon as my principal finished his lunch break i went and showed him the book he seemed pleased the kind of pleased teachers are when their student does something well now when i look back at that smile he gave me when he said you have done a great job i remember not quite understanding what he had meant years later i was in my second year of graduation in mass communication when my teacher called me aside for a little chat she had helped me write a few columns for the local newspaper she discussed my latest assignment and then told me on the second floor corridor you should write a book my first reaction was i laughed she looked at me with her head tilted to one side and since she was 4 inches shorter than me she looked almost animated when she did that she smiled and said don't be afraid stop being afraid just believe that day i had amphony i had always ranted about dreaming of being a writer of holding books for a living for sharing stories with the world and now someone had shown an interest in my dream all of a sudden the clouds of doubt descended on me like i suppose they descended upon every writer before they are about to start something new but i just heard my mentor's voice one word floated in the air and echoed in my ear believe and well i did just that for hours in a day i would lock myself in a room only to resurface for meals i would attend college but the moment i would get back i would shut down my door and just bleed over the keyboard the words spilled out just like water gushing after the gates of a dam had been opened my room was full of storyboards where i would pen up notes and character sketches i would read extensively i would breathe the smell of my books every day imagining what it would be like to have it printed in my hand one day a book that had my name on it in those dreams i cruised through my writing journey i did not know then that i would be unleashing a monster inside me for i had good days and bad ones too my mood swung with the mood of the story pace of the story there were days my mind just could not budge i ate little slept even less i had nightmares of not finishing my manuscript and i would wake up drenched in sweat on a cold winter morning i would get lost in between conversations drift away in my story i began carrying my not so lit laptop that belonged to my father I had taken charge of for the time being any moment an idea would seize me and I would sit on the edge of the seat in class and begin typing there were moments when I speeded home on my two wheeler to write there were even times when I woke up in the middle of the night to write and you know what they say about that you never have to change what you write waking up in the middle of the night and then in less than 3 months 
I had completed the first draft. The tough part began then, as I juggled exams with editing. It was the most excruciating pain I had left in my life, slashing away the same lines I had written so passionately. But one half the journey had been completed until now. The sea of publishers still needed to be waded through, especially with no shore in sight. I must have contacted almost 200 publishers to keep track of all calls, meetings, emails, and correspondence. Become a part-time job with no timings. To explain all that and my phone bills to my parents was a pickle. Either a publisher was too rude or too good. While the former I could somehow deal with, the latter made me doubt. Why is he being so good to me? There must be something fishy, right? Somehow I found one. It had not been easy. The roller coaster of acceptance and rejection. But I managed to resurface after debating and contemplating unto eternity. I, deci- I decided to publish my book, The Creepy Cuties, with CyberWit Net. Like I had planned, I signed the contract on the last date of my teenage days. It helped me strike off the last thing on my bucket list of things to do before I finished the phase of my life. And there below, climb a tree, learn to ride a scooty, etc. Was write my book, which I cut off with much delight in my heart. On the morning of my 20th birthday, I woke up as an author. Some final cuts and cover image still being worked upon, but I knew the deed was done. It would take another three months for author's copies to arrive at my doorstep. On 5th December 2013, the consignment arrived. The very first thing I did after ripping the package open was to smell the book. Something went off in my head, a checkbox neatly ticked, check, it smelt right. Unless you are a book person, you won't get this. From 1st January 2014 onwards, my book was available on e-commerce websites and was featured in the bookstores of my town. The book launch was organized amongst students of schools and colleges on 26th April 2014. Even though the turnaround was not that big, I was overwhelmed as I stood on the stage addressing the youth of Dehradun. I realized how much in my life had changed, how much had happened since I had embarked upon this journey. A montage of moments swam before my eyes. I was out of breath by the time I ended delivering my keynote speech. Children and parents, teachers and professors of various institutions surrounded me as I got off the stage. They wanted my autograph. It was while I was singing my name with little bits of personalized messages on their notebooks that I realized not too long ago that I had been like them with millions of dreams in my eyes. As they asked me questions, I answered patiently, always remembering that I would have wanted someone to answer my questions. I would have wanted someone to direct me. Before I left the venue, they asked me to take pictures with them and I told them repeatedly not to call me ma'am for I was barely deserving the 
stature they had given me i met my mentor a few days after the launch she had been out and on an assignment during the book launch and i had been shattered to hear that she would not make it these were the first words she spoke when we met i told you right just believe and you will see thank you i hope you like the story